bringing to you. Every time we turn live, man, you know it's the truth. Every after show, move it down. This the time to move around. Uh, no gimmicks, podcast is going down. Every night, every time in the ring. This is the time for no gimmicks, no, we doing our thing. What's your state of mind, state of mind. Moving down a statement when we take the line. This is exactly wrestling the state design. When you see Stone Cold like me, with the stunner in the world, exactly, man, what we bring. Every night we move like Brock Lesnar, the F5, no gimmicks. We take you to your limit, what's the feeling? Uh, when we live in the air, you know we on, this the time. Guarantee we move, you know how we respond, the state design. The state design when we feel it. What is up? Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Podcast here on the DFPN. I am... Mr. Kelvin Kaylee, and I'm joined by Frank D, the chosen one. What's up, buddy? Sir, <laughs> it's cold outside. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Is, it's, it's, it's cold. A, it's a fucking understatement. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's wild. But what's up with you, big dog? Oh, man. Just getting back into the swing of things, man. It's good to be back. Uh, we are jumping right back into the Star Wars talk tonight. We got we got some news coming from that realm that we got to discuss. We had some uh, resurgencies in the wrestling world that we got to talk about. We got a good show tonight, man. Right. Well, we always have good shows here on the No Gimmicks Podcast. We mm-hmm. are the podcast that keeps it 100 at all times. And nobody out there can compare to what we do here on the No Gimmicks and nope. the DFPN as a whole. All right. Nope. So what I'm that saying is, is we have the Patreon. All right. $3 a month. You can check us out, and that gives you everything. That's DFPN. That gives you the No Gimmicks podcast. That gives you the Patio with Cam, the United States Department of Nerds, the Queens of Nerdum. You know, we got so much stuff going on. Real food. We got the Smoke Pit. We got, yep. you know, Make It Make Sense that's coming. We got a bunch of stuff going down the pipeline here in 2024, and you can be a part of it. By simply subscribing to the Patreon, $3, check us out. And it's just $3, people. You can go to Starbucks and get a coffee, or you can get $3 and send it over here to No Gimmicks and DFPN, and we keep you entertained while you're at that long, you know, that work or, or whatever it is that you may be doing. Hell yeah. Maybe maybe you're married, you don't want to hear the wife nagging in your ear, you can turn on No Gimmicks <laughs> or, or, or something like that, you know what I mean? Or, or maybe you made a big purchase and you don't want to argue about it, you want to go to the garage, go to the man cave and, and you know, listen to the smoke pit and the shenanigans that go on over there, or listen to the Queen's latest Smackdown, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Patreon. Queen's been cooking, com. bro. They've Absolutely. Been yeah. So basically, patreon.com slash that fun podcast. $3. Check us out. You will not regret it at all. At all. And while you're at it, go to the band camp, datfilling.bandcamp.com on the music side. Get the entire datfilling catalog. Same thing. $3 gets you the entire catalog. And there's a lot of dope music on there, man. So go check it out. But let's jump into this show. Tonight, uh, some news on the Star Wars front, man. Let's talk some Star Wars real quick. Yeah. So it's reported that uh, the Grogu and Mandalorian are coming out with movies. What we haven't heard anything on is the Ray movie. What's going on there, man? All right. So I want to be very, very cautious in talking about this because this is simply... Rumor and innuendo, 
Uh, like hasn't it. been confirmed yet. And I got to you know, be careful what I'm saying because I got Yoda behind me and I don't want to get, you know, he's got that <laughs> lightsaber out. So I, I don't want to yep. get hit with it. But I will. Well, Yoda didn't like the movies either. But anyways, so I, I will say this. <laughs> so it's basically being, you know, rumored right now that the Ray movie has been pushed back indefinitely and delayed by uh, Lucasfilm. And what they're saying, what's going on here is that there is big creative differences between Lucasfilm and the writers. And they've had several different writers walk away from this project um, over the past couple of years when this thing was announced. Mm. And um, what happened pretty much is that originally the Ray movie was supposed to go into production this year at Pinewood Studios. They had the, um, the studios reserved and Pinewood Studios is where they filmed all the Star Wars movies. And they had this uh, studio, and, and basically Disney didn't want to, you know, lose their um, reservation because they couldn't get that money back. And, and besides that, they get huge tax breaks by filming it at Pinewood. So the Mandalorian and Grogu was basically pushed into that slot, and the Ray movie may or may not happen now. And it, it all comes down to, my friend, they have no idea where to go with the story. Apparently, Disney... Uh, in Lucasfilm did not like the two scripts, the two drafts that were presented. And right now they feel that the Ray character and as a whole is not strong enough to carry the Star Wars brand and basically bring it back to prominence. So they're going with basically Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian. And apparently after that, we might be seeing the Dave Filoni movie um, coming up, which will be the uh the the Mandalverse movie so there so so you know think about it too so here's where it's going to get very very interesting so if they're going to produce the the Mandalorian and Grogu movie there's rumors that it could possibly be a big budgeted um season of the Mandalorian that you will see on Disney Plus mm. it's moving to the big screen is pretty much what's right and a lot of right. people I'm like, well, if that's the case, then why am I going to go pay to see this when I, I don't have to pay to see it? I've already been conditioned that this show is on Disney Plus. So that's a good point. That's a good point. Where we're kind of at with this, uh, I'm I'm taking the wait and see kind of situation because Mandalorian season three, pin to finish it. Um, wasn't really feeling it because I felt that they went away from what made the Mandalorian so special. I mean, honestly, bro, how could you top the Mandalorian season two ending with anything they were going to do for season three? Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. The season three, I felt like it, the series as a whole lost its luster a little bit. I didn't mind season three, honestly. For the story-wise, it wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't up to par with what season two was. Season one, and it's, two. It's it was like it's like, bro, it's like they had like other people, you know, involved in this show. It's like it wasn't Favreau. It's like it might have been a little bit of Favreau, but it was like other people meddling in it because it just didn't feel like season one or season two, and it just right. felt like we we are creatively bankrupt here so what do we do and and what 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 they did is what we got you know so that's kind of yeah. where we're at with the ray the ray movie and it's you know the the controversial director that they have for this so i'm gonna tell you right now 
unless they change the director of this movie, the saying is, I mean, it's already dead in the water as this. It, it's on life support. Because now what even Disney well, doesn't yeah. have any, Disney doesn't even have faith in this situation. And just, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. That's a good point. So let me, let me tell you this real quick. So, you know, I was watching, um, I, I watched a lot of uh, reaction videos on YouTube. And I saw this um, video last night with uh, two people. Um, the guy is kind of maybe a casual Star Wars fan. The girlfriend basically kind of just got into it through watching the original trilogy and the prequels. Right. And they watched The Force Awakens. And the the girl made it very clear that it was it was okay. It just wasn't up to par with the other ones. And she called Kylo Ren probably one of the worst characters that she's ever seen in Star Wars. <laughs> and they, he, he was basically Vader, like a low-rent Vader. Nothing intimidating about Adam Driver, nothing intimidating about Kylo Ren. He just, she didn't do it. She enjoyed seeing the, the she enjoyed seeing the legacy characters. She enjoyed seeing Chewbacca and, and Han Solo and Leia and, and Luke at the end and R2-D2 and C-3PO. She enjoyed seeing them. But you know, and she liked race a little bit, somewhat, and liked Finn somewhat, but didn't like Kylo Ren, didn't like him being the, the main, you know, antagonist of the film. And so far uh, on their channel, they have not watched the other two movies. So they just hmm. basically felt that it wasn't up to par, like what 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 we saw with with, with the story of Anakin and and, and all that. It, it just it wasn't up to par, and I think that's kind of what. The, the the feeling the consensus is around the sequel trilogy is that uh people say well maybe the sequel trilogy will will you know get better with an age through time it's not happening people just don't like those movies yeah and it's different from those first three in the sense of things came out like clone wars and uh rebels that kind of connected those two you don't have anything really connecting these last three movies to anything right so you're just pretty much relying on that to be a good story and it's really not up to par with star wars as a whole it's not so it's in this weird space of well how do we fix it and the ray movie for all intents and purposes should be the movie that kind of gives you that direction right but You've gone through two scripts already. If Disney don't like the script, that's an issue. Because <laughs> Disney is normally like happy-go-lucky with it. But if they don't like it, that is that is a real big issue, man. Especially under the Disney umbrella. Well, I mean, they're all... Look, look Disney is taking L's left and right. They, they've taken L's with the Marvels. They've taken L's with the Echo show so a lot, just a lot of people just are not feeling their feeling their stuff I, yeah um, they did of, take a lot of native that. americans have an issue with echo really so yes it's getting a lot of backlash right now on that yeah hmm. it's big time. i wonder why so a lot of a lot of people didn't like it a lot of people don't like that show um hmm. and so here's the thing so last week i was talking about here on no gimmicks if you haven't um, listened to that episode yet you probably should check it out in the archive it's very very good um so I made some comments last week and, and I stick by my comments about Ray and just how she's not a very popular character. I'm here tonight 
to defend Ray. And I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, where they should go with this story from a certain point of view. All right, let's so, book it. So I think the main problem that's with the Ray character is that the Ray character had no direction. They didn't know what Ray was going to be. They didn't know if she was going to be a Kenobi. They didn't know if she's going to be a, a Palpatine. They didn't know if she's going to be a Skywalker. So she has no real clear, real clear direction of what her character is. So here's where we fix that. This is my idea. The way we fix Ray is I, I I'm intrigued with the story of Ray somewhat being pregnant. But Ray should have already had the child. She should have had the child. Somehow it happens. Look, uh, Anakin's mother had him. There was no father. Okay. The force mm-hmm. created Anakin. That, you know, Darth Plagueis, you know, wanted to create the ultimate Sith being. The force right. answered him back, and you got Anakin, the chosen one. Okay. Right. This new child. We're, and listen, we're not trying to replace Anakin Skywalker or the original. You cannot replace You so can't. You can't. You, exactly. Not, no, we can't do that. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to expand it a little bit. We can take certain elements of the story, but put new, you know, a, a fresh color paint on it, pretty much. So, my idea. So, Ray Skywalker, quote unquote, already has this child. Ray has two child, two children. She has a boy okay. and she has a girl. Okay? okay. And basically, both children are are gifted. They they both have special force, you know, special force abilities in them. Why? Okay. Because you have two bloodlines in them: the Palpatine bloodline and the Skywalker bloodline. Okay. So at this point. One of these children, obviously, one of these children are going to go to the dark side and be a Sith. The other one is going to be the light side. While the mother is trying to build the Jedi Order. Okay. This new, this new, whatever happens, one of the children is going to turn to the dark side in this film. And Rey is going to turn with them. She is going to embrace the dark side. She is going to realize that she is... Not a Skywalker. She is a Palpatine at the end of the day. And we are going to see Empress Rey Palpatine with her son and Sir Princess versus her daughter, who is now trying to rebuild the Jedi Order. Her daughter is basically the new chosen one that's going to try to rebuild the Jedi Order Hmm. and basically bring balance to the Force somewhat. Versus her mother, who is now turned to the dark side, finally. Accepted that she is turned to the dark side. Kylo Ren will appear to the daughter as the Force goes. He's been basically redeemed. He's not Kylo Ren anymore. He has been Solo. And he's going to try to guide his daughter down the right path. But Rey has a lot of hatred. And her hatred is finally going to come out about the way she feels about him. And how hmm. everything went down. And basically, she'll 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 see visions of Palpatine in their head. And finally he'll say, you know, accept who you are and turn to the dark side of the force, something like that. And that's where we'll be. We'll, we can start a whole new trilogy basically based off of Ray Palpatine, Empress Palpatine. We need, we need something strong to push her over the edge though. 
the strong thing that's going to push her over the edge is, is that she can't handle it. Even though she's trying to do good, it's always the dark side that's in her. She's, she's always happy. meant to be. She's okay. always meant to be. So Ray, Empress Ray, and the son, who is now the apprentice, will now face her daughter, and who's who is now who have, who also has her master, who is Finn. Hmm. And who knows Ray more than Finn? We have, and that's the whole point. Like Ray, what are you doing? You know, what? What you? We were part of the resistance. She's not part of the resistance. Her main goal now is to rebuild, not the Jedi Order, but to rebuild the Empire. The Empire. Okay, I follow that. I fucks with it. Yeah, that's the only way to redeem this character because she is not a Skywalker. And Dark Side I Ray. With that. I, I like Dark it. Side Ray is the way to go. So that's what yeah, I. Would- it's a lot of intrigue there. Yeah, that's what I would do. But I'm a just trying to figure out there. like what it would be that would push her to the dark side. But you don't have to push her too too far because she was already there. She just remember she had a, she had, a remember she had a, remember she had a vision of herself as a, in, in the dark side. Yeah. So that's and the way. That's Luke what I would got, do. Luke got scared of it. Luke was like, "Nah, you tripping?" <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so I like it. See, and we can possibly see, like I said, you know, we can possibly see, you know, some way Force Ghost, Force Ghost, um, Anakin, try to try to talk talk to the daughter, not Ray, because Ray is not his lineage. But the children have Palpatine and Skywalker blood in it because Ben Solo was the son of, you know, Han Solo and Leia Organa. Leia is a she's Skywalker. Right. So the children right. have pretty much strong blood in them. But the son's going to be Skywalker and the Palpatine. All right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So the son, the son is the son is is pretty much on the dark side. Convinces his mother, as you know, I'm. She's. You're going to be the next emperor one day. I'm the empress, but you're going to be my apprentice, and you're going to learn the true ways of the dark side, like my grandfather wanted me to learn. And I've accepted that. But the girl, the, the the girl, the daughter will not follow in the footsteps. She won't follow that footstep. She will not go down the dark path as her mother and her brother. So who would be stronger, the girl or the boy? The it's kind of like it's it's balanced because you gotta train that. So it's kind of like equal right now. But as of as a, the trilogy moves forward. The, the girl would get stronger, the boy would get stronger because eventually what what would happen is you're gonna kill Ray eventually. And he will take over as the, the emperor. How? Because he's going to kill his mother. Same way Palpatine killed Place. Okay. Then you'll have the final duel between the brother and the sister. Who's gonna rule the galaxy? We're both on the same footing. You're you're the light side of the force. I'm the dark side of the force. But we both have the same blood running through us. So either you submit to me and join the or dark die. side or die. That's what I would do. I like that story. That's 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 interesting. The only thing I would change 
is I would initially make the girl a little bit stronger. You can't. Here's why I would do that. Here's why I would do that. They're pretty much twins. I know, but here's why I would do that. Okay. Because it creates the conflict, right? She wants them both to be equal of power. They, They won't be. That's the struggle. The girl is a little bit stronger, but her affinity is to the boy. That's what pushes her to the dark side. And that's what takes him with her. Because the boy reminds her of Kylo. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And the girl, she can see that the girl here is, she reminds, you you remind me too much of me. And when I was weak. Right. Right. So she doesn't, she doesn't really care for her daughter too much. She's just her son. That's what she cares for. So they'll rule the galaxy that way. Bane comes back, like I said, he's going to be the one to show the daughter, you know, the ways of what he knows. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. it's a fire story, man. When how the hell did you come up with that? <laughs> uh, well, I just. <laughs> I, literally bro i was just like i was at work and i was thinking like how can i how can this be saved how can ray be somewhat redeemed and we need some new some new blood into the the, the dark side of the sith and i'm like well ray technically is a palpatine they can try yeah. to make her a skywalker all they want to she's palpatine so she needs yeah, to embrace exactly. that she's a palpatine that's what it was so that's how i came up with the story i like that i like it a lot I like that a lot. Yeah, so, so we what, have the creativity over here on the yeah. That was that was a that was a good brainstorming session. Right. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah, I'd actually be, and then that's how you could. You can't really fix those last three movies, but I mean, it it does have a little bit of impact towards it. Yeah, you can't, because, you can't show a little bit of impact towards it. Yeah, because the whole thing of Kylo being how being a force goes getting her pregnant. I don't like that idea, but I but I do like that the the children were created with the force, and they but they're but the father is Kylo Ren. He is the father, right. Ben Solo. So even though even though Kylo once again kind of like Anakin, even though Kylo was re re uh, redeemed at the end of the rise of Skywalker still the children like the lineage the lineage goes all the way back to Anakin yep so and, and the fact that Ray is, is a Palpatine yep the fact that yeah. Ray is a Palpatine you can you know you got a lot of stuff to go there with it's just it doesn't have to be that convoluted you can you know it doesn't have to be that way yeah you know it's it's simple and it's effective right I like it I like it. And I thought now now you'd say, well, what can they do to to save the to redeem the legacy characters? Well, those characters can actually be redeemed with the Mandalorian Grogu film in a Dave Filoni. I was just thinking that. I was just because because like they're not and I've heard rumors that, you know, Bob Iger and Kaplan Candy are not they're not fans of, you know, Leia, Luke and Han for some reason, but that is Star Wars. Yeah, they're not fans of those characters. That's why they pushed Ray 
trying to, and that's why the fans don't like the characters that they try to make her the new Luke Skywalker and push Luke Skywalker out the way. And it's just, it screwed everything How up. How could you not like them? Like that, uh, I don't know. That's the whole these story, are, bro. These are, <laughs> these are the people, yeah. And they, but these are the people that are running this shit into the ground. So you have you have creators out there. You have people like myself that with, with creative minds, uh, people like Star Wars Theory, um, lots of different fan films. I saw a video the other day, dude, and this was done, I think, maybe, what, may have been eight years ago. Don't quote me on that. This there was a uh, it was a, a fan film of Obi Wan Kenobi, and they stole heavily. Dizzy stole <laughs> heavily from this guy's fan film, like big time. Hmm. I'm gonna send it to you. It was one of the best fan films I've ever seen. And then I saw hmm. another fan film recently called um, Journey to the Dark Side. Um, and it was pretty much um, Kylo Ren having conflict and he gets confronted by Vader, his grandfather. And Vader basically telling him how weak he is and how, you know, he's disappointing him. And the, the, the guy playing him, he says, you know, he's calling him. He's like, hey, Vader, Vader, Anakin. So then Vader turns around when he calls him Anakin. And then Vader goes and tries to kill him. Then the guy wakes up, and it's, it's very cool. And the guy said That's he created cool. this fan film in his garage. It was in his garage. That's dope. Have you ever seen the Darth Maul fan film that's on YouTube? I've seen a little bit of it. I haven't finished it, though. Bruh, it is like, I'm going to sing you some shit. The, the, listen, you have fans out there, fans, that are creating better content than the big <laughs> billion, billion dollar corporation. Mm-hmm. That but that's how it is, though. Content. Like some of these, some of these guys, like really, like we have, we have a guy within the DFPN ranks that just like religiously knows this shit, right? And like can tell you, he can give you theory. He could, he could make up a story about it, like. There's people like that all over the place, man. Right. And they care and are passionate about the product. And that's the difference Correct. between the fans. The, so there's there's a there's a fans. Then you have the super fans like myself that actually care about Star Wars, that actually care about the characters and care about right. the brand. Right. And we're the ones who are creative. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like I look the first Star Wars movie I ever saw in the theaters was The Force Awakens, and I and I liked The Force Awakens, but Finn should have been one of the main characters, and it's like Finn halfway through the movie, it, it went from Finn to now we're gonna it's about you know Ray and it's about Poe, I'm like no, well a lot of that too, and I think I think Disney actually listened to. The backlash during that time, because a lot of that, a lot of that backlash was, you have a black guy and then you have a a woman as the leads, and I think they actually listened to a lot of that shit. But was, was that thought, really the, was that really real or was that just manufactured bullshit? No, that was real. That was real. You sure? You sure? Yeah, yeah, that was real. Because see, that's see here. Here's why I question this, because. We see so much of that now when any kind of project that they do fails, it's all of a sudden it's racism. 
Now, now I'm I'm more I'm leaning no, but then it was definitely real. Less so now. And I've always said, you can't you you cannot be that way when the the literal voice of Darth Vader is a black man, James exactly. Earl Jones. Exactly. I've never understood that. I I don't understand the racism period in anything. To be honest, I just. I don't need yeah, Let me tell you something. I have seen so many people of different races and, and genders that play different characters. I've seen a black Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> I, I've seen an Asian Anakin Skywalker. I've seen a Mexican Anakin Skywalker. I've seen a Hispanic Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, Star I've Wars seen, is for everybody, bro. I have seen female and this and stop with the narrative that uh, of this bullshit my god i have seen female versions of darth vader yeah they are just like yes we have cosplayers that are female that have played that are playing darth vader that are playing anakin skywalker that dress up as revan that dress up as bane malgus nihilus all of these different characters. So, mm-hmm. and, and don't tell me that this. Oh, it's it's a Star Wars is a brand that is brings everybody together, different yes. races, creeds, and colors, different genders. It doesn't matter. It's yep. the Star Wars brand. Star Wars universe is very inclusive. That's pretty much what it is. It's not about this bullshit narrative that they try to put out there. There are lots of of females, lots of women that love Star Wars, that love the original six movies, that don't really care. For the new movies, the sequels, yeah. they like the original. Yeah, the new movies, and that there's, it's nothing wrong with saying it, bro. Because somebody <laughs> has to say it to them. The new movies sucked. They did. Yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah. Like you could change my mind on the first three because at the time I didn't think the first, uh, not the first three, the, the first sequels. I didn't think they were that great. Right. And then they they changed my mind over time. These. It's been it's been a few years now. <laughs> like these movies aren't good. There's no there's no way around it. They are not good. No, so you have not. to accept that truth. Like there's no there's, there's no agenda behind it. These movies aren't good. If I it's, don't like the movie, it's not to do anything with it being sexist or anything like that. I just literally right. just on this show, I just literally said how to redeem Ray and make her cool and make her into a Sith. I just exactly. literally took one of the characters that's not very popular in the Star Wars mythos and just showed you the way to redeem her. Now, if it was that way, if it was just this misogynistic bullshit that doesn't exist, if that's what it was, would I take the time out to try to figure out a way in order to redeem this character? in order to get the people to stop hating so much on Daisy Ridley. Would I be doing that if that were the case? No. My thing was, I don't like the director coming out with this activist bullshit and coming out, instead of saying that we're going to create a great Star Wars story here and we're going to bring all the fans together, your whole thing is, and I don't give a damn when she said it, but this is the person that is doing the movie. (laughs) Well, I want to make men feel uncomfortable. Bro, if I said I want to make women feel uncomfortable, they'll be like, I'm a fucking pervert. Bottom line. (laughs) It's a dumb no, that's, that's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So it's that's my whole point. It's like do do a movie that's going to have a rich story 
that's going to benefit the fandom, that's going to bring everybody together and not keep dividing us. We have so much division in this world, whether it be politics, whether it be whatever. There's so much divisiveness in this world, and I'm just sick and tired of it. You want to have something that you truly love and care about, care about like Star Wars, you got to figure out a way to bring it together. And one of the things that I've noticed with just what I see is a lot of people like to cosplay. That's what I'm mm-hmm. into. I'm into cosplay. I just had the wife the other day dress up as a Jedi. She got finally converted to the to the Jedi, you know, the <laughs> Jedi ways. So it's just, it is what it is, bro. Like, you know, this whole narrative that is strictly a a, 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 a male brand. Yeah, your majority fan base for Star Wars is a male. It's male. It's correct. I mean, it, and there's nothing wrong with me saying that because what do you want me to say? Oh, well, Barbie's a male, you know, a, a female brand. Why doesn't it go for men? Because it's fucking Barbie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's it's Barbie. Why would that be a male a male brand? That's Barbie. You know, so Star Wars is a pretty much it's it's a male dominated brand. Yes, there's a there's a big fandom of females out there that watch it, but it's a male oriented dominated brand. It always has been and always will be. No matter how they try to change it. I'm sorry. The force is not female. The force is not male. The force is the force. And people exactly. don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. No one understand that. So in the it's people like Kathleen Candy and, and people at Disney that's, you know, want to push these agendas. And what they're doing is, is that you're just pushing people away, man. Just people don't want to support your projects. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's the Marvels. It doesn't matter if it's Echo. It doesn't matter if it's Ahsoka or Obi-Wan or wherever the situation is. It's always when you try to push agendas and you try to do stuff like, okay, people say, what was the biggest problem with Obi-Wan Kenobi show? It was Reva. You took a character that had no ties to anything, okay, and you put that character as the main focus. Reva would have been fine if Reva had been a side character, but she was one of the main antagonists of the story. And people weren't watching for that. People were watching to have the return of Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen reprising their roles as Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's why people were watching that show. And they gave Moses Ingram a raw deal, pretty much. You know, had her come in, and and people didn't like it. Now, fast forward now where we're at, people actually like Reva. Reva has become a a, a character that people like in fandom. They actually like to cosplay as Reva. That's what happens. People are not cosplaying, unfortunately, as Rey. Okay, the only one people are cosplaying at from the sequel trilogy is Kylo Ren. Yes, that's that's true. Okay, so... It is what it is. I mean, I know there's a lot of... And I'm not saying that, you know, Ray didn't have an impact on the little girls out there. Yeah, lots of little girls, you know, probably liked Ray, And lots of little girls like Malia Organa as well. You know what I'm saying? That's just yep. the way it goes, man. You know? It's like, I'm a male, but I, I didn't really particularly care for the character of Poe. I thought Poe took too much away from Finn. That's just is what it is. I agree with that. I agree with that. You know? You know, so plus that's that's Poe didn't really he didn't really have a story. No, he didn't have more of a story. Yeah, fan he, he was, had, yeah, fan, fan was a stormtrooper that you know, and then you kind of towards the end of the trilogy, you kind of get the sense that he had maybe some force abilities with him right. as well. Right. So I mean, I don't know. We missed the opportunity there. Yeah. <laughs> they missed the opportunity and also missed the opportunity for, for Finn to say, okay, well who's you know, who's Finn's father? Well shit, it was Lando. They missed yep. opportunities. You know, yeah. they, they missed a lot of opportunity with a lot of stuff. They did. They did. So, 
yeah, heavy, heavy, heavy missed opportunities with those movies. But it's heavy missed opportunities with anything they do. Nothing they do is is clicking right now. And it's like, dude, so they 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 just have this is why last year Universal tops Disney. Period. With 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 stuff. They just they 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 kick their ass in, in, in everything. Because Universal doesn't have an agenda. Universal is just doing making movies. And they're yeah. putting out content. They don't have an agenda yeah. behind anything. Disney has its agenda. And as long as they have an agenda, it's like people say, Well, we need to wipe George Lucas off the off the, the IP and off the map pretty much over here. The man's name is literally in the studio. Lucasfilm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you are never going to do that. George Lucas created the best characters along with his along with his wife, created the best characters ever in cinema. Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, Chewbacca. People know these characters. They know them just like they know Hulk Hogan. This is fact. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's a fact. Global. They are global. Anybody. Everybody yeah, global. knows who these characters are. But you say, hey, who's Poe? Oh, Poe? What's a Poe? <laughs> Poe Pampin. Right. <laughs> oh, that's some shit, man. Right. But not nah, that. And, that yeah, makes and, but people, you know, and, and people, and people know my man Yoda back here. You know what I'm saying? People know the pop. People know the Emperor. So yeah, man. Hey, it because is, Yoda, we know Baby Yoda. Right. People love Baby Yoda, which is why he's getting the movie. <laughs> but you know, let me tell you something about that. Let me tell you something about that. I think that the the luster has kind of worn off a little bit with Grogu. You think so? he's still selling like hotcakes, bro? It, like but, for real, but, for real. But but not like not he ain't selling as much as as Anakin Skywalker. I know this. No. I collect the figures. I yeah, collect, I know that. I collect but... the figures, and he 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 his, his shit is not in demand. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now what's in demand. What's in demand is Anakin Skywalker the Black Series from Revenge of the Sith. That figure yeah. is what everybody's looking for. It goes over a hundred dollars. All right. Yeah. They, they listen. Grogu or Yoda? I'm going with Yoda. It's Yoda, but I'm saying of the new school of the new shit. I think it's, Grogu, I think I I think they ruined him. They did, they but they did, but of the new of the new stuff, he's arguably number one of the new of the new era. I think he's, yeah, probably. I think he's, I think he's one. Kylo Ren is two. I, I would say he's one, and the Mandalorian is number two. Hmm. Well, yeah. Dinjar. You're right. Dinjar. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I followed by, I would say, followed by Ahsoka Tano. Really? So Katana is very popular. She is. Nobody and people used to hate her character too. People used to hate Ahsoka Tano. But I don't know why I, that one I didn't get. That hey, one I didn't get. She was annoying. When if you watch ep- early episodes of the Clone Wars, she was annoying. She's a very annoying character. But once they got took more a more serious tone with her, when she wasn't so much more of an annoyance, and she actually, you know, really started to get serious about stuff when we really yeah. took serious that she was the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker. 
that's when people started liking the character, and that's why people like like the character now. But yep. originally, people didn't, people did not like uh, Ahsoka Tano. No. Hmm. Yeah. But yes, Grogu sells merch. He does. And that's what Disney is looking at, why they're going with the Mandalorian Grogu movie, because it's because Grogu sells merchandise. It's a money grab. But right? I, it's a money grab. But I also feel like I said, I think that Grogu has pretty much, I think he's kind of running his course at this point. I mean, it's cool. You, you can only do so much with that character without having any development of that character. Yoda had development. He, yeah, because, he has to develop. He has yeah. to. You went. Yeah. You went to. You saw Yoda in the original trilogy, and then they pushed more in Yoda on Yoda's story during the prequel trilogy. Right, you which is why. Which is why, I think, season three of the Mandalorian was so hurt because yeah. you had all sorts of theories about Grogu and where he came from in those first two seasons, and then you get no answers really. So season three is just like, eh. Yeah, I guess. Because I think my my main one, my main thing I wanted to know from Grogu is, did he survive Order sixty six? And I never got a got an answer for that. He did because remember Luke took him. No, he survived Order sixty six. They showed that okay. how he survived. Did they? Yeah, I don't remember that shit. Yeah, now I got to go back and watch it. Yeah, so. Um... He was uh what the fuck was the guy's name? Um Yeah, okay, so I I forgot the, the, the Jedi's name. Um but I will say who it is. The it's the actor who played uh Jar Jar Binks. He came back and they had a role for him in The Mandalorian and it shows um the Order sixty six. I think his name was Kellerin or something something like that. I forgot the name. Mm-hmm. But he is the one who saved Grogu. He okay. was at he was at the Jedi Temple. He saved Grogu. He was taking out some of the the, the clone the clone oh. troopers, and he was able to save Grogu and, and take him take him away, pretty much. So that's how Grogu survived. Um, I believe they they taught they showed this in Mandalorian season three. All so right, I'll go back and watch yeah. it because I definitely don't remember that shit. And that yeah, was one yeah. of my biggest questions. Like, yeah, did he? I don't remember that at all. Yeah, he. Now I gotta, it's, it's, now yeah. I gotta go back and watch it. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll find it. See if like they have a clip on YouTube, and I'll send it to you. But that's pretty right. essentially that's that's essentially what happened. He was saved by him. But it's also because you know the fandom didn't like Jar Jar Binks back in the day. So the the character that uh, the 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 actor who portrayed him, he got dude. This guy was, was talked about his depression. Talked about how he was like suicidal oh, yeah. over the role. You know because it's just it was bad. So he was so he was happy to come back. And, and be able to do something with Star Wars and be redeemed. And now it's like, okay, listen, dude, we're going to wipe this slate clean from this, this this whole thing here, and we're going to make you an uh, important character. We're going to make you a Jedi that saved Grogu. So he was all for it. I like it. Because yeah. I always thought he was a Sith. <laughs> that was that was the room. Yeah, that was the room. That motherfucker's a Sith. <laughs> Yeah, and that that theory was that theory was why I was like, makes all the sense in the world because he was just extremely lucky, bro. <laughs> it was like, what if he wasn't extremely lucky? What if he was just like a high level force user that everybody thought was awkward? I was like, I like that, right? <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> but yeah, 
So let's move on, man. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go to the wrestling realm. So right. this past weekend, we had a rebirth of a company. Uh, TNA returned, and yep. they came back with their hard to kill pay per view yep. uh, from the Palms in Las Vegas. Very, very high fanfare for this event. Uh, yep. I actually ordered the event and watched it. It was, it was definitely, it was definitely buzzworthy. Like they had a lot of good stuff. I saw a lot of good things that they can expand on. Um, I have been following TNA Impact for for a while, um, and for my opinion, I thought they had some of the best wrestling uh, in the industry. It was good to see them get that buzz. They had a very packed house for this event. Uh, the crowd was hot all night. The production was on point. You got some surprises. You got great wrestling. You got stories being told. And you got me an excuse to to want to watch more of it. Uh, right. My question is, where would this put them if they get a TV deal in terms of companies? That's going to put them as number three. You think so? Yeah. They're, they, they're not going to be number two. That, unfortunately, by default, that's going to be AEW. Because AEW has a strong TV deal. They have they they a, a very a very good roster in, in AEW. So you can't you can't come out. It's, it's like people used to hear this stupid argument back in the day when WCW was was uh was doing real bad. But people used to come up and say, Oh well, well what is what is it what are people gonna just say that ECW is number two? how do you how could you possibly ever say something that's stupid? <laughs> doesn't matter how bad WCW was doing. Guess what? WCW was still doing pretty good ratings for mm-hmm. Turner. Even at the end, they were still going doing good ratings for Turner. They still had people buying their pay-per-views. There is no way in hell ever did ECW ever surpass WCW. It, it never happened. So you can never say, well, what are we going to just put you know, ECW past? W-? No. Are you out of your damn mind? You, that never <laughs> would happen. All right. So that's kind of what we're at right now with this situation. Where is TNA gonna surpass AEW? I don't know. I, it's it's hard to say. But right now, if they were to get a better TV deal, they'll be number three. That's pretty much what they're I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And, don't think that's that they're number four. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, as I say, the only thing that is going on right now that's a positive in their in their favor is the fact that they do have this uh, partnership with Endeavor, which leads me to believe that they have a, a partnership with WWE. That's what yeah. I'm. That's what I've been alluding to the past couple of days. Yep. Um, that if, they have this partnership. If you watch that pay per view, um, and which I which I said the production, the production before this pay per view and the production during this pay per view, night and day, it's yeah. a very big upgrade. Very big. Um, it was crispy. It was on point. It flowed kind of like a WWE show, almost. If if I had to compare it to anything, I compare it to an NXT show. Is what it looked like to me. Um, just how it flowed, how it was presented, how it moved on. It reminded me of an NXT show in a very good way. Um, I was engaged. 
uh, there were people that I knew. There were even people that I didn't know about uh, and I wanted to know more of coming out of this show. So it was it was very interesting, man. And there were rumors that Triple H was actually at this show. Didn't show him. Um, those, those are, those are unconfirmed at this point, but the, he was rumored to be at the show confirmed. That was that, that was at this show was, uh, Mercedes, uh, Monet and Bailey from WWE. They were both at that show. Well, I'm not surprised about that. They, they were there just to support Trinity. So, yeah, you know, they, but then they picked up the big cool when they got, you know, Nick Nemeth to join that was, the, that is the a TNA very roster. good signing. Very yeah, good signing. Yeah, they they they're just dude. They have the potential here to do some big some big business, and I'm glad that they yeah. are back to being TNA, the name that brought them prominence. And if they have a, a relationship here with Endeavor, and Endeavor can help them, and WWE can help them, we could possibly see some TNA guys in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility that that could happen. They could possibly even use you know Naomi Trinity, put her in the yep. Royal Rumble as well. You can have a talent exchange situation there. It's, this is this really kind of shows me here. If this is what's going down, it kind of shows me where WWE is in their mindset and their thinking. That they're, they're open really for business, open for business, open yep. to working with different companies. Because this was never willing to do that. Right? They were they were rumored to be uh, talking with all Japan too, and I I do like what Impact is doing because. Impact also they announced a, a partnership with AAA during that show, correct? Um, which they're bringing in the Luchadors. The show after that, so they had another show the night after, and on that show, Okada was there. So there, right. there seems to be a partnership with New Japan on their end. So I do like, I do like where that is, and if they are working with WWE as well, then that's that's. That's awesome. That's that's best for the industry, really, because yeah, and, the doors of WWE never really open like that. Right. It's basically it's it's legitimately the real forbidden door. People can say right. the forbidden door they want to. AW can trademark it and put it on DVDs and pay per views and all kind of branding. The real forbidden door is any company that WWE works with. Yep. Because if you I if agree. they let you into that into that bubble of, of that they've had, you know, where nothing exists outside of them. And Triple H says, wait a minute. This guy here, TNA, we can do something here. We we can yep. work with these other companies. We can work with Scott Demore and we can do some business here. It it benefits all of us. You know, we can work with them because we got we got this 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 whatever is going on down here at AEW, which there's no there's no positives right now about AEW. It's all TNA over right now. It's the the buzz right now is for TNA. The only the only the the only thing happening right now on the AEW front, and, and like I said, this is not a badge AEW. This is the No Gimmicks podcast. This is the podcast where we keep it one hundred at all times, and I'm just keeping it one hundred. They have become the joke of the industry. Honestly, that's that's and and and, and the one the person behind this is the guy who's tweeting people and arguing with people for no reason <laughs> that that's what this is you know what i'm saying that's true, that's what bro. it is that's okay true. and i don't have a problem with tony khan i don't know tony khan personally i i don't i it doesn't matter to me i'm more into the star wars anyways at this point but i'm just putting this like this 
You never saw Vince McMahon publicly come out and go after people. He didn't do that. He never had to do that. Okay? To call Eric Bischoff a, a miserable has-man or some shit, whatever he said. Bischoff actually did something, and it doesn't matter if it happened 20 so years ago or whatever it was. Bischoff actually did something that nobody else was able to do. He actually beat Vince McMahon. Beast, yeah. He beat the 800-pound gorilla. He beat yep. him and spanked his ass to the point where they couldn't even afford water at the WWE headquarters. That's how bad it was. Okay? Yep. They were basically... You are never going to get to that level, dude. It's, it's never going to happen. You have nothing that's going to revolutionize this industry. There, Bischoff, yeah, people say, oh, Bischoff only was, was you know, he only had one idea and, and blah, blah, blah. Okay. But that worked. That one idea worked. It worked. The other like idea was, it worked. That, it, it, that other idea worked. The other idea was Nitro. That whole thing coming up. You know, Ted Turner gave the time slot. They developed Monday Nitro, but it was Eric Bischoff who was leading the, the, the war against the WWF. This was all Eric Bischoff. So whether you like him or not, you give the guys flowers because he did something that you are never going to be able to do. He actually beat Vince McMahon at Vince McMahon's own game. So it doesn't matter. You come out there and say whatever you want to to those 800,000 people that watch your show. It doesn't matter. Okay? He actually did what he did and beat Vince. Period. Nobody True. can ever say differently. You can have an opinion. You don't like Eric Bischoff. That's fine. It's just like people don't want to give Vince Russo credit. When Vince Russo was writing for the WWF, guess what? It was the most entertaining, and was, the ratings were sky high. You got to give not. you got to give him his flowers too. Vince yeah. Russo. Vince Russo actually boomed two companies, bro. He did. He boomed. He boomed WWF, and then he tried to do something with WCW. And then the TNA. TNA was yep. getting as high as the viewership numbers when Russo yep. was down there doing creative. And that's you can't yep. you can't deny that. You can't you know deny what it. What he did for the knockouts division still holds true today. It, it still has effects. So you gotta get that man the flowers. Well, I don't really know. I don't think Russo was behind the knockouts. That wasn't he wasn't behind that. That he, he was know? he was doing everything. So no, he was you know. Uh, from all intents and purposes, from people that have worked for there, he wasn't working with the knockouts. That wasn't no. He if he if anything, they said that Russo didn't care for the 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 numbers the knockouts were doing, so he would try to sabotage it. Is what I've heard. I don't know that to be true. Wow. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that to be true. I don't know. But he was he was a part of other things. The knockouts wasn't one of them. Okay. So, but I, but, but I give Russo, I give Russo his flowers anyways for what he did during Hatch there because when Russo, yeah, when he left there, I mean, people say, well, they were still doing good after Russo left. Where, yeah, because Russo had already broke the TV. He told him, it's like, you guys are good for a year. <laughs> yeah. Because he already had wrote the angles and shit. So he's like, he said, you guys are good for a year. He says, I'm leaving, but you know, you guys are good. So you basically went off of the scripts that Russo and Ferrara had already wrote. Win-win for them. Right. So, yeah. Give him his flowers. Yeah. All the way. Absolutely. Hey, man, Eric. And stop, and Tony Khan, my advice to you is to stop tweeting. Stop 
worrying about cage match. Listen, he's not. He's when, not going to do w, that. Man. When, when, w, <laughs> when W, I put it like this: back during the Monday Night War, there was no cage match. There wasn't any of this shit. The, the the business was pretty much gauged on the house shows. Is how Vince McMahon always gauged how the project was doing, and he and, and that's what it was. It was the house shows and the TV ratings and all that shit, and what's over and what's who saw merchandise. Not any of this shit that's going on right now. No, listen. Only hardcore fanatics go to cage match. Do the cage match rating. No, no one gives a shit about that. And, and it's very. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I, I, I really didn't know it was didn't. a thing either. I know it was a thing either. And it's like that's why it's a joke. You're like, you think WWE is using cage match? <sighs> Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, but the there, there was something there was something on the front with cage match because they came out with a statement um earlier today and pretty much it was like it was it was pretty much like you know uh don't involve cage matching in your bullshit pretty much like uh, the con well they were telling it to pretty much everybody because they were like this community was was doing just fine until you know divisiveness came in it that now shows everything you, yep that was what i was gonna say that kind of shows you just the mentality of con because yep. you're you're supposed to be the executive of this company but you're going to bullshit like this instead of having you know creative meetings with people about where it's gonna go you're you're booking this shit like it's like honestly bro it's like back in the day when I would play SmackDown versus Raw, and I would do general manager mode, and I'm the GM, and I'm coming up with different matches and booking it, that's pretty much exactly what Tony Khan's doing. <laughs> that's what it is. Oh shit! <laughs> like, what do we go this week? Oh well, we'll do. Let's see, huh? This week on AEW Dynamite. Okay, my first match, uh, six man tag, and then what's the next match? Uh, 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 uh okay. Uh, interview segment. Yeah, interview segment. Uh, 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 tech, tag match, tag match. Uh, um, <laughs> let's do a backstage. Let's do something in the backstage in the parking lot. Um, uh, another promo. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, uh, give me the women. Uh, yeah, get yeah, put a, a women's tag match out there. That'll hook people. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's 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 do that. Oh, yeah, wait, hey, yeah. Uh, eight man tag in the main event. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's wild because it's true. Because that's how it, that's how it's booked. And I don't even watch the show. <laughs> well, now it's not. What the one thing that they've done that I, I I like that they've done is they introduced that that classic, the Continental Classic, and they built stories off of it. That I'm cool with, right? So give me more of that. They they've kind of gotten away from what they used to do, and they're starting to feature feature uh the women's titles more on the shows too, both of them. So I was like, okay, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of progress here. Just give me. I don't want you to rely on the tournament like that's a good thing, you know. Give me more stories. Well, and it seems like they're trying to do that. Right. So can't really can't really say that they it's business as usual with them, but again, the show that's 
the best for me and my viewing from AEW is Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is just fine. I don't know what it is about that show. And it's probably because they don't have the constraints of time like they do on uh, Dynamite and Collision. But that that show is head and shoulders above everything else that they're doing right now. And that's crazy. <laughs> that's absolutely crazy. And nobody's watching it. Well, yeah, it's behind a paywall. Yeah, and that's the problem. Yep. But it's arguably the best product that they have. And nobody's arguably. watching. Yep. And that that, that that in a nutshell is like there it is. Yep. There, there it is. But you got to figure out. You got to figure out what you're doing with this show. That's because it is. It's a very entertaining show. What are yeah. you doing with this show? That you can apply to everything else. Because what it comes down to with the the two main shows for AEW is that they don't know what they want it to be. Like, when I used to watch AEW Dynamite religiously, I used to get the vibe of it trying to be, like, Nitro. And then one week it was trying to be, like, Monday Night Raw. And then the next week it would be Nitro again. And then one week it would be Thunder. They don't know what What they they want want. that show to be. They don't have an identity for that show. It's It's way too much variety. And not in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's good to have variety. WCW Monday Nitro was its own thing. It wasn't trying to be raw. It wasn't right. trying to do that. It was its own right. thing. It right. had its own identity. And ECW had its own identity. The WWF had its own identity of it being sports entertainment. Okay? Right. AEW still, even now, five years later, AEW still doesn't have its identity. Doesn't know what it wants to be. And that's where it's messed up. They don't know what they are. TNA? TNA knows what they are. TNA, yep. TNA gets it. They know. They do. So they, they got do. a good idea of what of what they are. And um Yeah. That's pretty much kind of where kind of where we're at right now. So I'm gonna be very yep. interested. I'm actually gonna uh I'm gonna join, subscribe actually probably tonight to the the TNA plus um streaming service because I was a member before when it was Impact Plus. And yeah. I used to go in there all the time and watch all the old Wednesday night shows. I used to binge watch them. Um the old Wednesday yeah. night reviews that used to be on for nine ninety nine and I now I loved going back to those days when the roster was stacked TNA with, with AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn, you know and uh, Christopher Daniels and Elix Skipper, you know, America's Most Wanted. Um, shit, man. They even had me being a fan of Mike Sanders from WCW when he was in uh, Sports Entertainment Extreme. <laughs> yep. So, you know, people people like, I was a fan of people like uh, David Young and all these different, different cats. Sonny Siaki, another one that has so much, you know, potential. That it just it never it never took off for him, whatever you know. So I, I listen, man. Yeah. I know my TNA. I know my TNA history, bro. I was watching yeah, way man. back when 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 it was the Wednesday night shows, 
the, those pay-per-views for $9.99, and they then followed them to when they went to Universal in the very first episode of Impact that was on Fox Sports. I think it was Fox Sports Net or some shit back in the day. 3 o'clock, 3, 3 p.m. on the West Coast, you know? Yep. It was that yep. one-hour show, and I'm like, <laughs> this is crazy, kind of crazy shit. So it, it yep. was, I, I, I miss those days, man, I, and I, I wish TNA all the success in the world. I'm, I'm glad that they went back, and we used, I have said this many times on no gimmicks. You can listen to it in the archives right now. Go on to Patreon right now and subscribe for three dollars a month. You can go back and listen to previous editions of No Gimmicks where I have came on this show and stated they need to go back to being TNA. They need to do that. And they finally did it and listen. I'm not saying they listen to the show. They probably don't. AEW probably does listen to the show. Disney does listen to the show, but you should. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Definitely you should. should. You should be listening. People should be listening. Yep, definitely should. But yeah, man. If you end up getting uh, TNA Plus, the Hard to Kill pay per view is on TNA Plus now. Um, so check it out, man. Yeah, definitely check it out. So it's it's definitely a it's one of those it's it's a historic pay per view in sense of uh, what it brought to the table. I love the way it started out because you had you had uh, Eric Young open the show, and Eric Young is a is a TNA original, so. Having him open up the show and bring it in just kind of set the tone for the whole night. And yeah, that's it. That that's it's a it's a pay-per-view that I'll probably watch again. And I don't say that in a lot, a lot of pay-per-views. Now, in saying this, um AEW might potentially get my money. They may get my money on Revolution. Oh, um oh yeah. I, I they may get my money because I, I I'm I want to see Sting's last match. I'm a big singer fan. I've been following Sing since my God when I saw him back in 1990 for the first time. Okay, <laughs> so I, I've, I've yeah <laughs> I've I've followed his man's career. I've seen it all that he's done. I felt he got a raw deal in WWE, and hopefully now he can go off into the sunset and have a career. But hopefully, I'm hoping that WWE can sign Steve Borden to a Legends deal. So we can get Sing in the WWE video games again. I hope yeah, that'd be happens. awesome. That'd be yeah. awesome. We 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 need we need Sing. Sing. Yeah. Sting, they have a WWE video library. Sing is a big part of that, and I think Sting is a businessman. And you know, Jake Roberts, my man Jake out there, um, he signed. I believe he signed to a legend deal. Jake's in the game every year. Yeah. So he's he's got merchandise with WWE, and I'm you know like I said before, I've come on here. I'm, I'm a big proponent, a big fan of Jake Roberts and his turnaround. The guy looks good. He's out there. I saw him the other day. He's out there. He's just, throwing you know, punches. Yeah, punches, I saw him. Pops from the pops from the fans and shit. That's that's awesome. So I will yep. say for for Tony Khan to you know take him take a big you know chance on Jake Roberts and have him back there. That's cool. And Tony Khan, listening to the podcast, if you are, you need to resign Jim Ross. Absolutely. 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 But yeah, I'm like you, man. I I do want to see Sting's last match. I want to, I want to, uh, I want to look at him go out the right way too. Um, I, I saw Sting in 1989 (laughs) and the first time I saw him, I told the story before, um, but not on this podcast, but I've, I've, told the story before the first match that i remember seeing was uh live the first match i saw live 
that I remember seeing was Sting versus the Grey Muda. Yeah. And I saw that match live. And I think that's the match. It's one of the matches that it's ingrained in my core memory because I remember everything about that day. Like my uncle took us to uh, the Rapids Parish Coliseum in Louisiana. It was the only place where we can go to see like the big, the big wrestling shows. Right. And WCW, they had just turned into WCW because it was Jim Crockett that I do remember. Um, They came into town and the match that night that my uncle really wanted to see was uh, Ric Flair versus Terry Funk. And they had a Texas death match that night. Um, I bet you that was, I bet you that was the shit, man. Fire, bro. (laughs) Fire. And um, like the first match, there was, there was a couple matches. I know Ron Simmons was there. I don't remember him like the whole match. I know he was there. Then there was another match. I can't remember what that match was. And then Sting and Grey Muda came out. Yeah. And that, I remember everything about that shit. And I remember, like, I was like, I like that guy. <laughs> like, And then you could just run up to the rails and shit. They let the kids right. run up to the rails. And you just run up. And uh, he was slapping everybody's hands. I just remember everything about that shit. So yeah, I was yeah. a fan of his since then. And to see him go out, like, I'm fucking 40 years old, and this man is getting ready to retire. That's crazy to me. So. Right. I definitely want to see that. Yeah, I I saw Sting when I was basically and how I discovered WCW to begin with. I was literally flipping through the channel, and and, and by the way, when I mean flipping people, we didn't have remote control. Yep, I was turning the knob <laughs> on the TV. <laughs> okay. Yep, flipping and flipping through, and then I found WCW Worldwide Wrestling. It was on KCAL yep. Channel Nine out of Los Angeles. Yep. That's when I was like, "What is this?" So that's when I saw Lex Luger for the first time and Ric Flair. And I saw uh, El Gigante. I saw all these different people. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then I saw <laughs> I saw this guy with colorful face paint on that reminded me of the other guy, the Ultimate Warrior. Yep. And that's how I was like, who is this guy? It was Sting. Yep. And then I'm like, oh, this is, this is. So that's why I'm like, I became a fan of Sting. And then I actually had the privilege of meeting Sting in 1998, um, I was uh, one of my people at my high school um, went to church. This is when I lived in um, Santa Clarita, California. And Sting, uh, Steve Borden actually lived out there. And he was huh. going to a church. This is when he was born again and all that. So I was actually wow. able to meet meet him. This is when he was in the Wolfpack. So I was actually able to meet him. And oh, he was on Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So he was a yeah, real cool, cool guy. And I've been, uh, I've been a Sting fan. Uh, ever since and followed his career from you know from the, the early you know surfer days to the uh, the crow you know up until yeah. TNA and Joker yeah. and all that different stuff and and his, I was happy as hell when he came over to WWE and I was bummed out when he got hurt in that match yeah. with Robbins and then for him to come back and do stuff that he's done with AW and to, to cap it off in Greensboro where he wrestled Ric Flair for the world title and the Clash of Champions. Yep. And um, to have actually Flair there and to have Shivani there and to have Jim Ross there to, to call this this final match and people are like... It's going to be people, emotional as fuck, People bro. say, oh, well, why would he pick the young... Yeah, listen, here's the thing. Young Bucks, in my opinion, are the perfect opponents for him. FTR might have been, huh. been good opponents as well, but the Young Bucks, 
I think Sting wanted to work with them, and they're going to put on a good match because they're going to go out there and protect Sting. They're going to go out there and make Sting yeah. like a million bucks in this in this final match. Yeah. And let's see him go off into the sunset, man. He's had a hell of a ride, hell of a career. The man has literally done it all, decades long career. Um, yep. and, and he's doing some good, some good stuff. And I, I can't wait to see it. So they'll get my money for that one. AEW Revolution from the Greensboro Coliseum. It's going to be magic. Yes, it will be. That's why I said it's going to be emotional as fuck. There's going to be tears in that audience <laughs> for damn sure. Yeah. All right, man. Final thoughts. What you got? Final thoughts pretty much is, is once again, if you're not listening to the No Gimmicks podcast or the DFPN on Patreon, people, you need to go and do that. All right. So subscribe to the Patreon. Once again, $3 a month will get you access to the entire That Phone Podcast network. And you have no gimmicks. You have the patio with Kim. You have real food. You have the slope pit. You got, you know, make it make sense. You got the Queens of Nerdum. You got the USDN. You're going to possibly have another podcast here for your yep. boys here on No Gimmicks. Now, you know, yep. we're, we're, we're talking right now of doing another podcast, which is going to be specifically related to Star Wars universe. Okay. And we're talking about that. Me and, uh, me and, the Black Mac here, Kevin K. We're talking right now, and um, we are going to be doing some big things here in 2024. And um, that's pretty much it, man. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. You can, you know, help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered? You know what I'm saying? Keep your pets on the inside. It's fucking freezing out here, man. And it's just, it's been crazy. I was driving every night and almost fucking fishtail because it was like this. You want to run those icy bridges? It's just crazy, yep. but I use the power of the force and the power of the dark side <laughs> to to steer it to, to steer the car in the right direction. And so you know, it's, that's pretty much what it is, man. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm very happy to be here. So yes, yes. Oh, I'm glad you're safe because yeah, that ice ain't no joke, man. That ice is no freaking joke. But uh, final thoughts. Um, just to make sure you guys are tapped in. We got uh, USDN. They're actually going to be showing up Thursday. Also, the patio is showing up Thursday and Smoke Pit Friday. And we're going to cap this week off strong, man. This has been a strong week already. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out to my dog, Luna. You probably heard during this show. It was throwing a fucking fit. Yeah. She was throwing a fit, a whole fit. Shout out to her. But uh, I just got my I got my dogs back. So uh, they're getting reacquainted to the house. And with that comes a bunch of fussing. So yeah, shout yeah. out to <laughs> No, I, I heard that. But yeah, no, this this is fun. We're, you know, like I said, 2024 is going to be a, a great year um, for, for, for DFPN and just what we got planned for you guys out there. So stay tuned. Man, we're, we're just... We're, we're about to take DFPN and, and all our podcasts and all this, this talent here. We're going to take it to the next level this year. So stay tuned. Um, Please stay right tuned. Here. And stay tuned to the No Gimmicks podcast right here on the DFPN, the only podcast that keeps it 100% all the time. All the time. And with that, that's the show, man. So till next time, peace. And I know it's all finished, all finished, all finished. We give them no gimmick. Yeah.
And I know it's all business, all business, all business. We give them no gimmick. Yeah. And I know it's all business, all business, all business. We give them no gimmicks, gimmicks. <laughs>